All right, Heather. I'm going to warn you now, I don't have set up for a lot of these. So if you pick one I don't have something for, I'm just going to tell you to pick again. So A, B, C, D, or E. <laughs> okay. Uh, C. Nope. Choose again. Um, D. Nope. Choose again. B. There we go. I've got to be. I've got to be if I can find my cell phone. Okay. I have it written down. I have my notes. You have your notes for it? Okay. So B. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is just the in general uh, music section. Oh, wow. Okay. You picked a good one then, I guess. Um, this is going to be a multi-tier test for you guys. With a, oh with a maximum Uh-oh. pointage of 25 points. Wow. What? Okay. Yeah, 25 points. And you, you can't lose points on this unless you give me a terrible answer. If you give me just the worst possible answer to any of these questions then you 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 lose points. You have to re you have to try okay to lose points on this. Or you have to pull a heather and fight with me. Okay. So don't do that. All right. So this is multiple multiple tiers like I said. So we'll work our way up. First things first. I've got a playlist on my phone, a very specific playlist on my phone. And it's 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 named after the a theme for all the songs in the playlist. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then also within that, there are four sub themes. The, all the songs are about one of those four things, and then they combine to equal, like I said, the main title theme. Okay. So first things first. With all this, if you can name, you get well, you get one point for each of the sub themes, and you get five points if you can essentially tell me the title of that playlist, which is just like I said, a theme. Okay. So, okay. The hint you'll get for that is it's a very sterling idea for a playlist. So first things first, we're going to start with the four sub themes, because like I said, they're one point each. So Heather, we'll start with you. What are the four? sub? And I won't tell you if you're right or wrong until after both of you have answered. Okay. So there are four sub themes. What do you think they could be? Four sub themes for your playlist. Yes. Oh. Am I am I listing what I think all four are or just one and then say all your four? Okay. Um Disney bangers. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where you're going with this, but continue. Um pop goods. Pop goods, okay. <laughs> Disney bangers, These are all pop gonna goods. Be rock. <laughs> um, mm. um, oh man, this is hard. Um, rap favorites, okay. <laughs> um, soundtrack hits, okay. And now, what do 
what is the theme that those would all culminate into? Sterling's bangers. <laughs> Sterling's bangers. Okay. All right, Justin. Now it's your turn. Um, okay. Slight suggestion. Don't go the route Heather went. <laughs> okay. Any of it. Hmm. Well, I mean, it, it would seem like it would make sense to have subcategories based on like different genres of music. I mean, to me, that would just make the most sense to me. So okay. I imagine you have a rap subcategory, uh, a rock subcategory, maybe a maybe there are certain artists that you like. Maybe there's a Kelly Clarkson um subcategory. Maybe you might do something like that. Uh what did I say? Rock rap, Kelly Clarkson. Man, what's another artist that you might put under a subcategory? Um Oh, that's the only one I know that you that you like. Love like that. Um, we'll go with Pop Bops. The last one. Okay. And, and is that what you're 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 thinking? I named the playlist as Pop Bots, Pops, Pop Bops, Pop Bops. Okay, Pop Bops. Uh, no. And it all culminates. Okay. No, that okay. was my four. Okay. Okay. Categories. I got you. All right. What's it culminate? And then into? it all culminates into Sterling's What a Burger. <laughs> music or something. Sterling's Whataburger sandwich. We'll go that route. And that's when you like sandwich all the subcategories together because it's all yummy and good to your ears. That's not bad, actually. I like that logic, but no. Damn it. Okay, so that's nine points that neither one of you got. You can still get hey. up to 16. You can get up to 16 still. Um, no. So... The four sub themes are uh, drinking, drugs, sex, and blasphemy. Because it all culminates. It all culminates into a playlist called Sin. Mm. So it's all songs about fucking blasphemy, drinking, and drugs. Okay. Which is my favorite. Those are my favorite themes of music. I just love it when songs are about bad shit. I don't know why. So, yes. So my playlist is Sin. Okay. Uh, so, yes. that's You were kind of going the right way. It, never. Um, <laughs> so with this. Now, next question. We'll start with Justin on this one, and then we'll go to Heather. Like I said, I won't tell you if you're right or wrong until the end. So... With this soundtrack or with this playlist, you'll get two points if you can tell me the last five songs I added to this playlist. You get two points per song if you can name the last five songs I added to this playlist. I'll give you one hint. The last one I added is not a new song. Okay, but all the rest of them are. So you have four uh, new yes. songs. And They're fairly one. new. Yes. Well, I'm dead in the water. Um, 
I'll give you one more hint. The last song I added was a Britney Spears song. I'm going to guess Toxic on that, on the Britney Spears one. Okay. And the other four, oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. John Legend taking song. I don't know what you listen to. That's okay. That's a, All right. <laughs> um, just gonna randomly guess. Uh, you added. You forgot to. So you added Kelly Clarkson's. Uh, Since you've been gone, you added Adele's "Hello." You added. <laughs> you added um. Onto his sin list. <laughs> that's what's what going to be my question: Is what exact like what sins do those songs connotate to? The sins of no, I'm not even going to try to make something up there. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, Justin. You're building a great playlist, just not the one we're talking about. <laughs> I know, man. It sounds pretty good, though. Um, and then the last one. We need a rap song in there. Uh, I don't know. We'll go. We'll go Jay-Z's Dirt Off Your Shoulders there. You added those. Okay, Justin got none of them right. Heather, what about you? Oh, boy. Um, The Britney Spears song, I'm going to say, If You Seek Amy is what you put on there. Um, I'm going to say you probably put WAP on there. Um, mm, <laughs> um, I can't really think of anything else like specific names of songs like maybe artists I could think of but um, mm, man I can't I, that's all I got those are the only two I can think of well those songs are on the list but they were not the last ones I added. Man. Okay. The oh. Britney Spears song I added was three. Because it's about threesomes. Mm, I've never heard that one. Mm. Um, the song before that would be Pink Panther by Scene Queen. Um, I mean, there's a line that says getting pussy like Pink Panther. So self-explanatory in that song. Um. There's a song that's called How Did You Get So Good by uh, artist Delordes. Um, that's a big TikTok song. Uh, you might ever see on TikTok, there's a, there's a sound that says, it says fuzzy duck, ducky fuzz. Does he fuck? Fuck he does. Yeah, it's fantastic. So yes, all three of those have been about fucking. So there we go. Um, then also uh, Church by Jennifer Lopez from the movie Marry Me. Because it's both blasphemous and about sex. So it's a twofer on that one. And I love it. And the one before that, the last of the five or the first or the oldest of the five is a song called dirty thoughts by Chloe Adams. And also self-explanatory. There's lots of songs about sex on this. There's lots of them. But yes, those are the last five. So, okay. You guys down are now down to your final six points possible. Okay. There's one artist on that. 
there's one artist that screams they should like be on a sin playlist that I refuse to put on my playlist. Can you name that artist? He's more or less made his career around a type of song that would be on this list, but I won't put any of their songs on my list. I'm going to go Marilyn Manson. I know he had a lot of controversies. Heather. That is a good one. I'm going to go Chris Brown. I don't see. That would be a good one. You should have followed Justin, Heather. Mm. Cause Justin's right. Man. Yeah. Got no, yes. No Marilyn Manson on my list. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a sexual predator. Don't got mm-hmm. no time. It's about sin, but I don't, I don't play with that. Mine's all consensual sin. Yeah. Consensual drugs. Consensual fair sex. Assessment. Consensual drinking. Is there such thing as consensual blasphemy? Sure. Yeah. yeah I would say yeah. so. Well, good. I have that then too. <laughs> so. So, all right, Justin, you get six points. Nice. And that's all we get. That's that's all. Out of a total of 50 points that could have been given out between the both of you, six. I thought I set it up so th- nicely. We should do this game just in general. This is a fun game. I will say yeah, I I am proud of myself that I at least got two of the songs that are on your list. So <laughs> I'll take yes, it as you a did. personal win. Yes, you did. Because if anybody doesn't know, the song uh, If You Seek Amy by Britney Spears, she's spelling fuck me. F-U-C-K-E-Me. Yeah. She's spelling fuck me. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's a delight. Actually, now that I think about it, though, I think Toxic is on my playlist too, Justin. So don't feel completely shameful. I feel like you do have some Kelly on this list, but I'm curious which songs of hers. Strictly for this list, I had to do Dirty Little Secret which is a bonus song of her My December album. Outside of that, a lot of her songs don't quite fit into the whole sinful category. Yeah. You know, they hint towards some stuff a little bit, but like a lot of my songs are very explicitly about something. You know, Mm. like Dirty Thoughts. You know, the like the opening line of that song is I get dirty thoughts when I think about you. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's those types of things. Specifically about that. Okay, got it. Yes. Like I said, there's not a lot of innuendo on my playlist. So anyway, you guys ready to move on? Yeah. Here's a very, here's a song so good it feels like a sin. Nailed it. Cinema Slayers. 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 Hey, Cinema fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather Jastin. 
tonight we were talking about what we like, didn't like, and everything in between with the Pixar movie Lightyear. If you could tell about all our sin talk, that just leads so seamlessly into this animated Pixar family movie. <laughs> we will go spoiler free and then recommendations and scores and then into a more spoiler centric section with time codes in the description to allow you to jump around in both the podcast description and the YouTube one. So jump around and you know, go where you need to go. Starting this all off our resident Pixar aficionado. Justin, what are your spoiler free thoughts about this movie? Wow. No pressure. Pixar aficionado. Um, I mean, I guess I'm just here to report that if you were looking for something that had the magic of the Toy Story movies, you were looking for a follow-up to those movies that was really going to do those that came before Justice, this is not quite it. It kind of uh, falls a little short of that. Um, it's, I mean, this is just one of those I feel like at the end of the day, you'll just walk out and you'll be like, yeah, that was all right. I, that, that's how I felt. That was my immediate reaction after I saw it. I was like, okay, you know, it, it, it's not poorly made. It's, it looks, the, the graphics look great. I mean, it looks awesome. You know, it definitely looks expensive, though. I don't know. I kind of wish maybe they had tried an older aesthetic. I think I wonder if because this is supposed to be the movie that little Andy watched that inspired him to get the buzz toy and everything like that. I, I wonder if if it looked older, you know. I wonder if maybe that would have almost done something more for me. I'm, I mean, I wonder if, if if it had an older look, would that have helped this a little bit? I don't know. I think they maybe should have went backwards instead of forward with the aesthetics of it. I think that might have been cool. Um, it was supposed to have come out in the 90s. Maybe a 90s feel of it might have helped it too. I don't know. Maybe just throwing that out there. But as it is, it's just it, it pretty much is just a straightforward sci-fi space adventure. So it's got it's got that sense of adventure to it. Um the the voice acting is pretty well done. I thought that Chris Evans was fine as Buzz Lightyear. I liked him as Buzz. So Throw him in with Tim Allen and what was the other guy that did the show? Patrick. Wilburn. Something like that. Wilburn. Yes. You, you can throw him in with those three and say they've all done a respectable job with this character. Uh, Tim Allen, it, it, for a lot of people, is, is going to probably be the best and the most nostalgic. And he's in the best movies, the most recognizable movies. So, sure, he's he can be the number one. But nobody has done a bad job as Buzz Lightyear. Chris Evans did just fine. He was good. He sounded enough like Buzz, but 
he brought his own distinct kind of nuances to the voice and everything like that, because this is supposed to be the human being that the toy is based on. He he did a fine job. I thought that he was fine. Um, Socks the cat and the voice actor that um, plays Socks, that cat is probably the best thing about this, honestly. To me, the cat stole the show. Like, from the moment the cat, uh, from the moment Socks is introduced and everything that Socks does to kind of add to the Buzz characters and the interactions he has with the other characters, that's the most entertaining thing about this movie. You know, the the robot sounds it was making. And maybe a part of that, too, is, is that because that is the most, like, closest thing to a toy, I guess, in this movie, you know, is that robot. And, you know, we're kind of the, the, the Toy Story audience. Maybe that's, maybe the cat just felt most at home with what this is, you know, an inanimate object that is very animated. That's what Toy Story is, you know, that's, the the heart and soul of what it is. So I don't know, maybe socks, maybe that was why it was the best thing about the movie to me. Um, other than that, it's got a little plot twist that I'm not sure um, completely works. It, it was okay, but I don't know if it was the right choice for this. Um, and then ultimately it, it ends satisfying enough to where I wasn't mad at the ending. It wasn't like I walked out just angry and upset or anything like that. Uh, it has three after credit scenes. I, that's quite a bit. I don't, I don't know if we needed all that for this. I don't know why we thought this was a Marvel movie for, at the end. Um, so now I'm thinking, oh no, is Disney just going to start doing this a lot with like everything? So I don't know. That was weird. That was weird. But but ultimately, I just, like I said, I just got to the end of this and I was like, it, it was all right. You know, it was it was fine. It was a fine movie, but a little disappointing because the Toy Story movies are like some of the best movies that Pixar has ever made. Some of the best animated movies that have ever been made. And it just sucks that this could not be, this could not, it's sad that I can't put it in the category of that because Buzz Lightyear is a great character. Buzz Lightyear is an iconic character you know, so it would have been nice to have liked this movie more, but ultimately I didn't. And, you know, I, I think that's ultimately how people will feel. I think people mostly would just come out mixed on it. Things you liked, things you didn't like. Heather, what about you? I, I think I mostly agree with that. Like, this is one of those movies where... I saw it and I remember when it ended, I was like, that was a cute movie, you know, but, um, but then, you know, the more I sat on, on it and like thought about the movie as a whole and just different things in the movie, I was like, mm, it really could have been better, you know, like not that I hated it or anything, but I was just like, you know what, they actually probably could have done something better with certain things with this movie. But I mean, it was fine for what it was. 
it's de- yeah, definitely not even close to being like a Toy Story level great Pixar movie in any sort of way. Um, I had no issues with the voice acting. I do think that um, Chris Evans did a great job with being the Buzz Lightyear voice. Um, I think everybody was good with it. Taika Waititi was great. Yeah, everybody did a good job. Um, I also definitely agree that Socks the Cat was the best and most memorable thing about this movie. Um, <laughs> and I think I think there were some moments that were kind of amusing and it mostly involved something with the cat. <laughs> was some of the most like amusing parts of the the movie as a whole, which is interesting because, um, you know, they have, they have a couple of um, sort of side characters or supporting characters in this that are supposed to be those funny characters. And they weren't, they weren't that great at it. Um, They weren't the best funny comedic relief characters. um, But they were fine. They served a specific purpose, I suppose, but um, it's just the kind of setup they did for certain characters was different in this movie um, because Socks the Cat was funnier than anybody else. And I don't know if that was supposed to be how it was, but that's how it turned out for sure. Um, you know, I think that um, not that I have any issues with how you know, Chris Evans did Buzz Lightyear, but I do think something I miss about or that I missed from this movie is in the Toy Story movies, Buzz Lightyear, and granted this is just a toy based off of, you know, this, was um he was like goofier, I guess. You know, he had a little bit more of like a personality to him as the toy. And he had this like endearing ignorance about him sometimes but he had like a really good dynamic with the other toys and I feel like that kind of got taken out of this movie um he wasn't like this goofy he was a very serious mission oriented which Buzz the toy was as well but they took away any really kind of funny moments that Buzz Lightyear would have done the you know what I mean so I feel like that was kind of missed in this movie because I wanted him to be just a little bit more um, I guess personality wise match the toy because that's what I'm used to seeing. And that's what I expected. And I just feel like he was a little bit more serious and straightforward than that. And granted again, that was a toy. This was supposed to be the person that the toy was based off of, but I just think that was some of the fun parts of the toy story movies was Buzz Lightyear and his dynamic with Woody and other characters, you know, um, And he didn't seem to like he was serious about his mission, but he didn't take himself too seriously. And I feel like in this movie, Buzz takes himself a little too seriously, you know, because he's just trying to get home and things like that. So, yeah, it was it was different, different take on Buzz, but not that I'm not saying it was bad. It just wasn't as enjoyable. Like I wanted a more fun Buzz Lightyear that I was used to seeing in the Toy Story movies. So that's probably one of my bigger. I guess bummers that I think from the movie, but um, they had like some cool scenes in it. You know, they had, it was, there was a lot of action in it. They, you know, a lot of the space stuff that they did when he's in the spaceships and stuff like that was really cool. Um, You know, it was really good scenes, you know, when he's traveling through certain dimensions and, you know, things like that. Like it was really cool to see, but yeah, I feel like it was 
I don't know if I'd say like an aimless movie, but I feel like it was kind of didn't really amount to a whole lot in general. Like it was it was a fine story and it was entertaining enough, but it doesn't like grab your heartstrings in the way that a lot of these Pixar movies do. So I would say I came out of it sort of just like, yeah, it was all right. And that's kind of the most I could say about it as far as likability of it. Well, I think both of you made some very solid points. Um, This movie was technically supposed to be a movie that came out in 1995. It, I agree, Justin should look like a 1995 movie. You know what I mean? It it shouldn't have looked so fucking polished. Mm -hmm. Visually, this movie is amazing. When they're doing the hyperspace scenes or the hyperspeed, whatever the fuck they call it. Beautiful, beautiful fucking scenes. Hyperspace, that's what it was called. I couldn't remember it. Yeah. It shouldn't have looked that good. You should have been trying to look like fucking Star Trek TNG, which was out in 1995. Look like that. And how cool would that have been if, like, you could see how they did the visual effects that it kind of had those old school aesthetics and stuff like that and had some references in there? You know, you would have been like, oh, this movie's so 90s. You know, you would have just. Uh, that would have been cool. That would have made me smile. You know, it should, like I said, it should have looked shittier. Whenever he yeah. was out in the ship, it should have looked like a fucking model. You know, it should. They should have done all that shit. It would have looked. It would have been so fucking cool if they had done that. The one callback thing they had was the Ivan, because it was kind of like a cassette player. You know, like he pulled it out and blew on it like an old Nintendo game. Yeah, he blew on it. Yeah. That was the most 1995 thing in this movie. That's it. It happened once. Nothing else. Nothing else in this movie screams 1995. The problem with this movie also, nothing about this movie screams toy franchise. Like this does not look or feel like the type of movie that would spin off a toy franchise. And that's saying a lot, because if you think about it in the 90s, they were willing to make a toy based on anything. Anything. You had a fucking Batman movie coming out. You got 27 different Batman. One of them was in that movie. The rest of them were all just versions of shit because they could. There's like one Batman movie and they were like scuba diving Batman. Batman doesn't even go near the water in that movie, but they got a scuba diving Batman. You know, like that, all that shit. They were willing to make a fucking toy off of anything. And this movie didn't feel like it. Because also, do you know how you really set yourself up poorly? If you were to get real about it, the Buzz action figure would have came with a cat. Or yeah. there would have been a cat yeah. toy. Mm-hmm. Because like you guys said, the cat steals the fucking show. Like that, having that cat on the screen was like at times the only thing that kept me slightly paying attention to that fucking movie. I wanted to pull out my phone so many times, but that cat would be on the screen. I'm like, all right, I'll give the cat the respect it deserves. (laughs) 
you know, there, like there were some funny little gags with that. But you can't base this movie around that type of thing and introduce a character like that because it ruins your fucking point of this shit. Because I'm supposed to believe a toy was made off of this movie and there's not a cat? Get the fuck out of here. Right. <laughs> that cat is the baby yeah. Yoda of this fucking show. There would have been yep. cat t-shirts, cat straws, cat water glasses, cat toothpaste. That cat would have been fucking everywhere. That's true. You know? But also, like, I, I think the biggest problem with this movie is it has no audience. This movie isn't, it's not fully for adults. It's not fully for the people that grew up the last how many ever years watching Toy Story movies. It's not quite for you. But then at the same time, it's not quite for kids. I'd be really curious if anybody out there took their kids to this movie. What did your kid think about this movie? Because there wasn't too many people in my, my, my movie when I went. There was, but there was a handful of kids. They were with their parents. I didn't hear the kids laugh once. Typically, you get a noise out of a kid in a movie, even if it's crying, something. Those kids were perfectly fucking silent the whole movie. Like, but they didn't even laugh. Like, even at the times that it'd be appropriate for them to make noises during a movie, they still perfectly silent. As far as I know, they were all asleep. That's a problem. If if you're a family movie and you can't even get a chuckle out of a fucking four-year-old, make a different movie. But like I said, the problem, like the thing is too, when you, when you watch this movie and you really break down what it's supposed to be, it, it, it's like, it, it kind of starts becoming worse. Because this is technically supposed to be a live action movie in the Toy Story universe. This isn't even an animated movie in their universe. It's a live action. It feels like an animated movie. Because it's made by Pixar. And it's 2022. Pixar has gotten so fucking good at what they do. They can't un-Pixar some shit. And that's kind of what this movie needed. It needed to be a little less Pixar. Because you're making a movie in 1995. You can't be having your animated movies have like a, a point. Like a deep retrospective element to yourself. The first one to do that was fucking Toy Story. This is supposed to technically be before that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it can't have that fucking morality to it. But you know what does? Pixar movies. So, of course it did. Like I said, it was too polished. It didn't feel like 1995. That, like, if that was a live-action movie now, it'd be made now with, like, the type of fucking graphics and whatnot they were doing and the, the action sequences. That was all fucking, you know, current type of shit. Because why? Pixar's a little too fucking polished. They're not, they're not grungy enough for it. 
you know, and I, it, it's one of those, it's one of those things where also this movie felt like it was made by a bunch of people that were born after 1995. And I think that that's why it just, it didn't, it didn't capture that feeling. And if you're going to go out of your way to tell me at the beginning of this movie that it's a 1995 movie, you make a fucking 1995 movie. If it hadn't done that, okay. You can give it a pass. But this movie starts by saying, hey, motherfucker, this movie's from 1995. Okay. I, I, I saw one theory on the internet that, that this isn't the actual movie from 1995. This is the 2022 remake of the 1995 movie. And I'm like, oh, I would have bought that if the movie didn't tell me it was a 1995 movie. Because it says, this is the 1995 movie at the beginning. But that fan theory would have helped it. And the twist was dumb. I, I also just didn't like the twist. It actually breaks Star Wars or uh, Toy Story lore. It breaks Toy Story canon. The twist in this movie does. So. Also an issue. But I, like I said, I just don't know who this movie is for. Because kids didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. There were some elderly people. They, I know they slept through this movie. I heard it. <laughs> I heard more snores from the elderly couple, like five feet, like five seats away from me, than I did laughs from the children. That's not a good sign. And a family movie that you should be hitting every one of those demographics should be watching this and enjoying it. And it's a miss on every level. You know, sometimes things are just kind of, you know, better ideas than they are things in uh, reality. And I think this is it. I think this is one of those things. I liked the idea whenever they first announced it, like making the movie about Buzz Lightyear. And then it happened and I'm like, oh, I could have done without that Buzz Lightyear movie. Because now I'm... I'm having serious reservations about Andy right now. I'm like, oh, Andy was terrible. He had terrible taste in movies. But all those toys were shitty then. I bet, I bet he's the one person playing with a Woody toy, you know. And then, then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, man, why don't you see any other Buzz Lightyear's really running around this universe? Is it because he's the only one that went out and bought one? There's just a warehouse of broken and decaying Buzz Lightyear toys? Because he's the sole person that bought one? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, I... I came out of this movie going, I could use definitely way less of any of that. Like as excited as I was about maybe the potential future for the Toy Story franchise after four, like after four breathed 
new life into the franchise? And then they followed up with this shit. I'm now back to I don't want to see any fucking more Toy Story. What are we going to get next? Some shitty Pixar ripoff of a John Wayne movie and call it the Woody movie? Are we going to start getting a cinematic universe that explains the backstories of all the toys? Are we going to get a weird Jurassic Park remake to fucking get why T-Rex is there and shit? (laughs) I'm just, no, I'm done. Uh, Spoiler, or no, let's... Whatever the next section is, you know, the scores and recommendations and whatnot. It's that one. Yes. Yes. Recommendations and score. Heather, you go. Um, I mean, I'm kind of indifferent on if you should see it or not. Like, if you want to see it, I won't say that, you know, like it's terrible. Never watch it. But I'm not going to say like it's the greatest thing or even close to the greatest Pixar movie. Um, I'm a little bit indifferent on if you want to see it. Go see it if you feel like you want to or if you have kids you think might enjoy it, even though Sterling said the ones in his theater didn't. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you just want like a, you know, cute, lighthearted, mostly, you know, film that you want to watch, sure go see it. But if you miss it, you're not missing out on much. I guess I'll say it that way. Um, I mean, I guess I'll give it, um, maybe like, hmm, I'll give it, um, 57 alien vines coming and grabbing people's feet from under them out of a hundred. Uh, Justin, what about you? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I I, I wouldn't, I guess it's kind of one of those things where am I going to be like, you got to go to the movie and see this follow up to the, you know, this spinoff of the Toy Story movies. Like, no, you don't have to see it. You can wait till it comes on streaming and all of that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's not bad enough for me to say don't see it ever or anything like that. Kind of like what Heather was saying. It's not poorly made enough or bad enough to just to be like, no, avoid this at all cost or anything like that. It ain't that bad. It's fine. It has. I laughed a few times. It it, it looks good enough. The the it, it's a respectable enough story. It's not a poorly made film. It's just not great. And you want great when you deal with Pixar. You know, this this almost felt like, remember when uh, Disney Animated Studios used to do like the straight to home video sequels and stuff like that, like Return of Jafar and, you know, like uh, the the Lion King. Yeah, the Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, and all that kind of stuff. Like, there were some ones that are, like, pretty bad, like, sewer bad. But then there are some where it's like, you know, if you're not, you you watch them, it's like, (laughs) 
you know, it's a show, The Shrug. You're not going to die if you watched The Return of Jafar. But but it's nowhere near as good as that first Aladdin. Like, it's nowhere near as good as that. You, you know, you're not going to die if you watch The Mermaid 2. But that's debatable. it's just... Huh? That's debatable. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, Have you watched Little Mermaid too, Justin? That's debatable. <laughs> Wait, is that debatable? Man, well, that was bad, wasn't it? So, okay, maybe not that one. But some of them, you know, like, like Simba's Pride, Lion King 2. You know, it, it's not the worst thing in the world if you saw it, but it just pales in comparison to the classics. And that's kind of what this is, man. It's not, it doesn't measure up to any of those Pixar things. And that's disappointing because they have spoiled us to such a standard that it's got to be better than this. And this just is not acceptable anymore after everything that you've done. So it's just not good enough. But it's good enough for you to see, but it is not good enough to respect it in the light of what we know Pixar is capable of. There you go. There you go. You can do better than this, Pixar. I expect better from you next time, man. Come on, man. Try harder than this next time. You know. Yeah, this got you by the summer, but I'm expecting better projects down the road. Come on, man. I know you better than this. Come on, y'all. So with that being said, we'll go. Uh, we'll go sixty-five. Um, I already miss socks because he was just. I'm kind of sad I won't see socks again because based on the box office, I don't see. I don't know how this is going to get to part two <laughs> out of a hundred. <laughs> I do not recommend it. Fuck all of what they said. I don't <laughs> think you got to see it at all. Um, I will say this. I think Disney fucked up majorly by releasing this movie in theaters. I think that Disney fucked up royally by spending 200 million fucking dollars on this movie. It astounds me. Because they took the last Pixar movie turning red. And they put it on Disney Plus, straight to Disney Plus. That's the one that deserved to go to theaters. Turning Red was fantastic. Turning Red is an amazing movie. Turning Red deserves to be seen by everybody. Like Justin said, this felt like a straight to DVD movie. This deserves to go straight to Disney Plus. This should have been the first Pixar movie, you know, made for Disney plus. I know they released Luca and soul on it, but they didn't really have a choice back then. You know, no, this should have been it. This should have been what they made for Disney plus. They should have also spent a quarter of what they did on it. Which would have helped because it would have added to the 1995 aesthetics that we're talking about this movie should have been. You know? But yeah, no, Turning Red should have came to theaters. They shouldn't have. And it's kind of some bullshit that they did that. And it kind of makes me wonder if there's ulterior things to Disney doing that. You know, one movie being about 
Asian culture and one movie being about this. Do better Disney Plus and do better Disney. Pixar, I don't know. You also made the Cars trilogy. So I knew that you were capable of making this. Uh, as far as the score goes, Jason, you get, you said 65, right? Heather, you said 57. Yeah. Okay. So if you take a six and a five and you add those together in 11, if you had a five and a seven together, you get 12 Add all that together. You get 23, right? I did my math, right? Yep. 23. Yeah. 23. You done fucked up. Out of a hundred. Uh, spoilers. Yeah. Yep. Spoilers. Yeah, like I said, this technically breaks Toy Story lore. In Toy Story lore, Zerg is Buzz's father. So when the whole whenever he got out of the suit and he's like, "Dad." That was actually referencing that. Okay. Okay. So it, it, I don't know what they were doing with this movie. That's something they established in, in Toy Story canon. Cause I want to say it's technically on, on, on Buzz's box, but they made it a part of the space Rangers TV show also, which is supposed to be canon. Cause that's supposed to be like an animated series. Based on this shit. You know. I'm not upset that Tim Allen didn't come do this voice. Because of what it was meant to be. This was like I said meant to be the live action movie. And Tim Allen is the voice of the toy. But then it it gets you into all the kinds of quandaries about stuff like. Do all toys have different voices from even each other? Do all toys have the same voice? Are toys supposed to have the same voice as the live action person that they are based on? If that's the case, then the T-Rex should have never been able to talk. You know, so there's all (laughs) kinds of things like that. Like at a certain point, you got to get over it a little bit. It's toys. There's not any real rules about toys other than the the rules that the universe itself sets. So whatever the toy store universe sets as rules for the toys. Yes, it needs to follow those. But you can't always apply real world logic to it unless the movie tries to. And I kind of think that that's what this movie tried to do. It tried to real world the toy universe a little bit too much. Like I said, I don't see how this movie led to a, a toy franchise. Also, I don't see how this thing only led to one toy. I know that there are Zerg toys out there. But why wasn't there a fucking uh, Izzy toy and the Taika Waititi toy and the old woman toy and the cat toy? You know, especially because in 95, those would have been like such historical and important like people to have toys about, you know. Yeah. There would have been another Hawthorne toy, the, the grandmother Hawthorne. You know, there would have been so many other toys based on this. Yeah. And and then you get into the Space Rangers TV show. Like I said, that was supposed to be based around this. And none of the characters line up but Buzz. 
and Zerg, technically. So then you're like, where's that lore? Like, what happened to them? What happened to Space Ranger Izzy? Where did she go? Why is there no mention of her? Why, when Buzz got out of his packaging, was he not like, hey, where's my trusty cat and the rest of my Space Rangers? Right, yeah. Yeah. You know, if they were that important to him, he would have referenced them, you know? Yeah. And also, I know they would have done a toy version of the final Space Ranger suit. But they would have also done a version of Buzz that's the normal suit. They wouldn't have had the glider. Wouldn't have had the laser gauntlet. I actually kind of liked that part of the story arc. They realized some things as they were going through their journey. And they were like, oh, we need to modify our suits and add this shit. Like, we need gliders on all our suits. We need the laser cannon on our arms on a, it built into the suit. I thought that those were cool changes. But it just doesn't line up for the idea of making toys. So I just, I don't know what they were really trying to do with this fucking movie with that. Like I said, it's a cool concept. It's a cool concept if you actually care enough to make what you're trying to make. You didn't make that. You didn't make a 1995 movie that spawns a toy franchise. You made a beyond subpar but slick as fuck 2022 animated movie. And spent an ungodly amount of money doing it. Dear God. This movie cost more than fucking Top Gun did. And it had actual planes. (laughs) Man, that's crazy to think about. And this movie was like $75 million more. $200 million for this movie. Yeah. It looks slick as shit, but where the fuck did the rest of that budget go? Chris Evans isn't costing you that damn much. I know he's a hot commodity, but he's not that damn much. I know Tyka's costing you a little bit because everybody wants that man's voice in something. Man's got a great voice. Yeah. But you know, some of what's fun about Tyka is also seeing him. Because he's got rock star swagger to him, too. You know? And, like, yeah, he can play the timid guy. He did a fine job. But I guarantee you that, like, the voice cast alone of this movie probably cost, what? 30 million total for every character. What did you spend 170 other million dollars on? I don't know. That just blows my mind that that's even a possibility. Also, did you guys think that the cat sounded a little bit like Brigsby Bear? Because every time it talked, it it made me think of Brigsby Bear. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't make that correlation, but now that you say it. I've also seen Brigsby Bear so many more times than you guys. (laughs) That's true. But yeah, every time the cat talked, I think that's another reason why I liked it. A, it's a cat, and two, it sounded like Brigsby. 
and then three was the best fucking thing about this movie. Like, and there was just there, and there were some good jokes in this movie. There was, and that's why I'm surprised we got no kid laughs. Like that scene when they're all in stealth mode, and the cat keeps getting in Buzz's face. So he puts the cat on top of the helmet instead of inside the helmet. Yeah. So the cat's just floating. Yeah. Solid fucking joke. Yeah. Solid that joke. Funny. That whole meat sandwich thing. Also, I thought was super solid. That was funny. Yeah. I really liked that whole meat sandwich joke, especially like the old lady. She, that's just too much bread. Two slices. That's too much bread. That sounds like Jastin. Just too, too many carbs. <laughs> it did sound like me. Well, yeah, I mean, and I and I wish there was more stuff like that. But what could have been cool is if like he was nineties and the other characters were in the future. You know, because of the whole dynamic of him traveling and not experiencing life and stuff. So they did it with the bread. But it would be cool if there were even more references like that. You know. He could have been the person him being more out of time in the 90s. Him out yeah. of time would have been a little bit better. Yeah. Like you said, they did it with small things. But for the most part, everything else was the same. You know, I get for most part he was coming back every four years. I get it. But there's still also a 22 uh, year gap. And so to me also, it felt kind of shitty that it was a 22 year gap from the last time he jumped. But Zerg was there for a week. Come on. Do the thing where Zerg's been there for 15 years and just ruling the planet. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Get out of that shit. Oh, Zerg showed up a week ago. That was dumb. Also, this movie wasted Isaiah as Isaiah Whitlock Jr. And I can't accept that. Right. You have Isaiah Whitlock Jr. And you don't have him do his catchphrase. Come on. <laughs> I understand it's a kid movie. So you can't have him say she. But. The perfect way to do it. What did Isaiah Whitlock's character love? The laser shield. So you're telling me he can go. We've got a laser she. That Come would be on, really funny. tell me you can't do that with Isaiah Whitlock Jr. That would be that great. kind of cool. Come on. That would have been super solid. And it would have been a nice little nod to people that love Isaiah Whitlock Jr. And you're not crossing a line. You're not cursing. It's, it's built into the fucking words he was saying. Yeah. Come on. It, it reminds me of that. And I don't know if you guys saw like the trailer of the other movies before this where there's like the um, I think it was like Paws of Fury or whatever kids movie and it's like Samuel L. Jackson's voice and he's mm-hmm. like being Samuel L. Jackson like not actually saying what he would say but you know making it like the clean version of it the kid of like yeah. yeah which is I'm not gonna lie it's dumb more often than not when they do it but For Isaiah sure. Woodlock Jr. it would have been such a small reference and it's also like don't get me wrong and I feel bad because I'm sure he kind of feels weird getting typecast as the guy that does that. But at the same time, the man has bobbleheads you can buy on his website that do that. He's got a bank that when you put a coin in, it says it to you. Okay. <laughs> so he's also kind of, he realized he can make some money off of it. 
Do you not own these already? I feel like you would. <laughs> I should. I don't know why I don't. I honestly don't know why I don't. But like, it's just like I said, it's, it's a, especially Jason, you were saying three in credit scenes. He says laser shield in one of the inner in, 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 in credit scenes. Have him do it in that one. Yeah. Yeah. That'd Perfect opportunity. Cool. Yeah. That's like, that's the twofer. That's the whole, it's an in credit joke. It's a shout out to uh, wire fans. You know what I mean? Like it would, it would have been the most innocuous bullshit thing ever that would have made that scene worth it. Cause other than that, I don't know why that scene's in there. That bucket laser shield. Cool story, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then like, honestly, I don't like the fact that they got rid of that robot too soon either. That one robot that was doing the directions that they go back to in the end credits. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, you could tell Heather didn't stay for the end credits. I didn't. I, Cause they I, go back I to thought it. it was, I thought it was just the one, my bad. No. Cause they, that's fair. That's fair. But they go back to him later on and he like finally realizes like, I don't know, however many years later that he's just talking to no one. See, that's kind of a solid joke to you. Yeah. But also it takes place after all the end credits. And then the right. other scene that you missed, Heather, was Zergs floating in space and his eyes like start glowing again. So like mm. the Zerg menace is still a thing. Mm. And I hope to God we never see that movie. <laughs> if, this, if this is any indication of what that movie will be, I hope to God we won't get it. It's just like there's just it's little things like that. Like this movie. And I think in in return with all of that, I think is why I said it has no audience. This movie does not feel like it was made for people that were 10 when Toy Story came out. This movie doesn't feel like it's made for a 10 year old now. It's definitely not made for old people. They were snoozing. I just don't know who the real audience is for this. And I don't think Disney did either. Because I've I've seen barely just the small smidgens of press, and by that I saw like a couple of trailer. I think I saw the trailer once or twice. I saw a poster. Outside of that, I've seen no advertisements or push for this movie, which makes me think Disney didn't give a fuck with what they were doing either, because they didn't know what they were really putting out there. But they spent two hundred million on it. Jesus. I want to say that's more than the first Ant-Man movie. I want to say it's more than the first Iron Man movie. No, I know for a fact it is. They spent more money on this than they did Iron Man 1. Wow. I think this is roughly the same budget they spent on the first Avengers movie. Uh, Heather, what about you? What are some spoilery thoughts you have about this movie? Yeah, I mean, it that the reveal of you know Zerg being older, older Buzz was kind of um anticlimactic, if you will. Like it, it was fine, you know, and I, I, I get why they wanted to make something in there that was a little bit like, oh, I didn't see it coming, but. 
it didn't really have the payoff you wanted it to have. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like that was a little bit of a misguided twist that they did with it. But I mean, I do, you know, and, and you're right. Something I didn't think about, um, Sterling was that the, you know, like back then the whole, we got to have a moral to the movie for this thing wasn't a thing because that actually, that was a good moment of that when, you know, when Buzz realizes like, Hey, if I change everything, all of the good things that the people I know have go away, you know? And I thought that was a cool moment of realization, but you're right. Like back in 95, that probably wouldn't have been like something that mattered in a movie for that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, I just, I, I thought that was kind of a nice moment that he had where you're seeing him realize like, no, like I don't want to change everything. Like there are good things that have come from this mission, even if it's failed, you know? And I, and I do think that they had some of those, those really good moments in there of that kind of thing. Um, you know, and then the whole, you know, overcoming your fears and things like that to be there for the people that need you. Like those were really cool things that they added and good morals and things that you, you want to see in your Pixar movies. Right. But again, I just now can't get that out of my head that it's like, yeah, in 95, I don't know, you know, it wouldn't have been a thing. So, but to that point in today's age, yeah, it was good to do that, but they didn't do that lovely moral emotional moment thing better than any other Disney movie these days either, or Pixar movie these days either. So it was just kind of like a good moment, but nothing like it's just one of those that nothing is going to be memorable or stand out to you from this movie over any other Pixar movie, you know, it there's, and it's unfortunate because it's going to get even more of a bad rep because it is supposed to be a prequel to Toy Story and Toy Story is, as Jason said, like one of the greatest sets of Pixar animated movies in general that have ever been made. And for this to be the prequel to that, it's just unfortunate because that in and of itself is going to be like, yeah, this is just a real letdown <laughs> kind of thing. So, um, but, you know, again, like I think that most of the funny moments or like enjoyable or memorable moments of it were with the cat, obviously, um, you know, when he's like <laughs> making his cat sounds as he's being a, a robot computer thing. Um, yeah, I, I did. Um, again, it's, it's not like they did anything bad in the movie. Like, it's not like anything was like, this is terrible. But it is, it's just one of those where you're, you're not going to care or remember this movie. Because if you think about it, how we can, you know, we were talking earlier about it on the level of like that Luca movie that came out, you know, like it's a fine movie, nothing wrong with it. It's decent. Does anybody remember it? compared to any other Pixar movie that came out like in the next six months after that. Nobody remembers that movie. Nothing wrong with it, but nobody is going to be like, that's top of my list, especially because that suffered from coming out way too close to Encanto coming out. But either way, like nobody remembers it. It's a fine movie, had a great message to it, had really good, you know, storyline to it, but nobody cares about it now. I, I've, I haven't heard anybody talking about Luca. I've heard anybody be like, I need a toy from Luca. Like, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like this yeah. is going to suffer from that same thing where it's just, it's fine, but Pixar has shown us what they can do. And this is not it. Like they've done so much better than this, that it's just not going to be on anybody's radar in probably six months. As soon as it leaves theaters, nobody's going to remember this movie. Um, you know, and I know they had these like high hopes for it and they probably thought bringing in some of these bigger names was going to help it. <laughs> and it probably did. I mean, there's some people I know to be honest, like some of my coworkers that were like, um, it's Chris Evans. So yeah, I'll go watch it for that. Like obviously not seeing him, but you know, it's his voice. So I know people that were just like, sure, I'll see it because it's Chris Evans, you know? And so maybe that does help a little bit with, um, how many people saw this movie, but it just, yeah, it, it's not in any sort of way, something that you're, you're going to put on the top of your, your favorites list for, for any sort of reason, but it does have some really cool scenes. The, what did you call it when he's like the super speed or whatever, hyperspeed that, that was a, a really awesome scene, you know, with like all the colors and all of the, everything looked so cool in that moment. But you're right, like that is so advanced <laughs> for 1995. You know, it actually would have been kind of a cool thing if they made it not a black and white movie, but like, you know what I mean? Like on that level of just real cheesy and cheap movie quality, um, it, it would have just been kind of funny. Like seeing maybe some like, it kind of would have been funny to put it like, some of the spaceships you see on like strings or something like it would have been kind of funny to do that. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think, you know, and, and I do appreciate some of the progressive things that they do, like, you know, um, you know, showing the, um, the grandma being married to a woman, things like that, which is, you know, for that time is definitely a revolutionary thing, you know, but Unfortunately, just the whole of this movie and the story of this movie, none of it amounted to anything in the end. And it's unfortunate. But yeah, I think it it had some moments again, but just nothing that you can say they've they've done it better than this, or like, hey, do you remember that scene in Lightyear when this and this happened? You're not really, yeah, it, it's not gonna be one of those, it's such a quotable movie or anything like that. And again, I feel like I understand that Buzz Lightyear's character in this was supposed to be very like, I need to get everybody home. I've missed my entire life and I've made the crew of people with me miss their lives. So he was very mission oriented in this film. And so his like relationship to the people he was with was he secluded himself. He isolated himself. He's like, no, no, I just got to get everybody home. And I just feel like there are so many missed opportunities with him having such great dynamics with the other characters that could have been so funny. And I feel like if they had made Buzz Lightyear more of a funny, humorous character, like we see in Toy Story, it would have been better. It would have been more memorable. It would have been even a little bit funnier, you know, and they just missed that opportunity to do that. Um, and even Izzy's character, she was funny, you know, she was fine. She had a good um, chemistry with like the other to like goofy guys, you know, that were there um, or goofy people that were there, you know, but it just doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, like you, you don't look at any of these characters and say, I super relate to this character 
or you see this story and say, I super relate to the story of what's going on here. You know, it doesn't have the heart behind it that you want for a Pixar movie, especially a Pixar movie that's supposed to be the catalyst for Toy Story movies, which are the greatest ever. (laughs) So yeah, it's just disappointing is probably the best word for it. What about you, Justin? Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of the things you guys talked about um, are valid things. Um, I, I like the way that the movie began, how it introduced you to the the characters. Um, you got a sense that Buzz and I forget Izzy's grandmother. Alicia, I think. Yeah, it's Alicia Alicia. Hawthorne. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Alicia Hawthorne. Yeah, you got the sense that they had um, a good relationship. Even the whole thing about the two infinity and beyond, they sort of found a way to sort of make that, you know, that being his slogan as the toy in this, it was kind of even more important because, you know, it was almost like a bond he shared with another person. But again, you know, you kind of look at that and you go, well, how come the toy is just always pointing and saying that? You know, it just is weird that, you know, because we're thinking, okay, so the toy, that becomes like this catchphrase of the toy. But when you find out the real reason behind that, you know, you almost, again, it sort of adds to that argument of how come these other crew member toys don't exist? if that whole thing is about a bond that he had with someone who um, who he did so many years of service with and everything like that, you know, you just, it almost loses meaning, even though they tried to give it meaning in this movie, because you're thinking about the toy and how he says it and how this tried to give more meaning to that. But but, but I guess overall, I kind of appreciate the sentiment of trying to make that be more than mean something more than a catchphrase. Uh, you know, I thought that the montage of him going, doing the, the trying to nail this hyperspeed and going back in the years adding up and him just sort of missing Hawthorne's life and then her eventual death. All of that I thought was really good. Like I liked where the character was at that moment and then um, that happening and everything like that. So by the time the movie does all of that, his resolve to want to 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 want to accomplish this mission and I need to accomplish this. I need to I was never able to accomplish it while she was alive. So I'm going to make sure that um, I make up for that. And this character kind of, you know, grieving, but feeling guilty about it and then wanting to do. So like, I felt like early in the movie when they set all of this up and they set up Buzz's resolve and everything like that, I thought all of that was effective. And then unfortunately, I just think that as the movie progresses, we just didn't stick the landing at the end. You know, I I thought all of that was fine. I understood the character. I kind of understood his resolve. 
Um, but but again, you know, but just back to the whole '90s argument. I just wish that they had went a different way with how this looked, and I think there should have been way more '90s references and way more like '90s things. Like it should have felt super '90s, you you know, kind of like how Captain Marvel was, where it had like you know. It took place in the 90s, but there was a bunch of 90s references and computers taking a long time to load up and just all these little things that they did in it that made that movie fun, you know, because, you know, it had so many 90s references and things in it. And I think if they had taken that approach with this, if it had looked 90s, if there were more 90s references, even if the characters kind of talked, more 90s. I, I just think, or, or at least Buzz did, whenever he got to where it was like way in the future, I can understand the other characters not being like that, but I think he should have been so 90s and everybody else been ahead of him. And I think that dynamic would have been funny because they could have been like the 2022 people and he could have been like this person kind of still stuck in that time and he could have been making references that the other characters didn't understand but we would have understood it and laughed or he could have said something and the cat would have understood him and said something about it or reacted to it and everybody else is like you know what the hell are they talking about you know I I just think there could have been some funny dynamics there if they had really just kind of dove into no this movie's going to be super 90s and kind of to, to a little bit of what the point that Sterling was making about the, the the deeper meaning and the point of the movie and stuff like that. Maybe if it was a little more 90s, maybe you could have been more simple with everything and we could have just had a more simple villain or we could have played on um, or even the villain could have played on some of those 90s things. He could have been acting 90s and he could have been like the old buzz could have totally just been like a relic in this movie and making these you know puns and phrases and stuff you know i just really wish they had dove into that 90s thing more i really think it would have helped this movie a lot and just made it uh way more entertaining um, I feel the same way you guys did about the the whole plot twist with old Buzz. It was a little anticlimactic. You know, you wish that there was maybe a better idea there. And it kind of sucks because I get what they were going for. You know, this character had to was that was trying to be so independent and I don't need anybody's help and all of this kind of stuff. And the realization that if this mission is accomplished, all of these people would cease to exist. You know, Hawthorne would not have a a granddaughter that did these things and all of this, you know, if I do accomplish this mission, it would mean that these lives, these lives that were created on this planet, you know, none of that happens. So all these incredible people I met, these friends I made, all of that is gone. So, I did like that. Like, it's weird. I don't, I I wasn't a fan of the twist of it being an older buzz, but I was a fan of what the, of the, the character's dilemma, if that makes sense. Like, I like where it got the character, but I just, 
maybe wish there was a better way or a vehicle to where we could have gotten there. Or at least if old Buzz would have been more interesting or, you know, something. I've got an idea with that, Justin. Yeah. So uh, you have the guy from the beginning of the movie. What's his name? Like Farvenhampter or whatever. The rookie. Yeah, the rookie. Feathering, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Have it be an older him. That's who I thought it was going to be. Have it be. Like, really? Yeah, like have it be like I'm gonna go back because you messed up, Buzz. I'm gonna go back and fix your mistake. You know, mm. you 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 wanted to blame the rookie and say the rookies were inept and all this other stuff, but you're the one that messed up. I'm gonna go that back and fix good. your mistake. I honestly yeah, thought it was gonna now, be look, Isaiah. Whitlock's I accomplished character. the mission. You know, I did. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do what you weren't able to do. And you could have had know? the same dilemma. Yeah. And if you're already going to break the canon, do it in a more interesting way. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought it was going to be Isaiah Whitlock's character. Oh, yeah. I could see that. I mean, there's just, there's other characters you could have done it with that yeah. would have been better. You know? And you could have had that dilemma of, you, you know, you can't go back and fix mistakes. Like, yeah. you know, you have to learn from them and move on because you can't, you cannot undo a mistake. You know, yeah, and that's a, that's a that's a fine lesson. It's a good part of the story, whatever. It's a good part of the character dilemma. I think it's funny that Chris Evans's character in this makes the exact opposite decision that he made as Captain America, but still. But you could have done that's that. True. But you could have had Featherhampton or whatever the fuck his name was. The movie did a good job of making his character's name forgettable, like it was in the movie. So that's good, I guess. But. It, it it would have been super solid doing it that way. Yeah. Give it a little bit yeah. of a twist. You know, it would have kind of given it a little bit of Incredibles flair because that's kind of like Syndrome in that a little bit. I was yeah. about to say that. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Syndrome. But it's it's not ripping it enough thing. to feel boring. Yeah. It would have been yeah. a little bit yeah. more flair. You know, it just would, it would have been some flavor. This movie is bland. This movie is what everybody talks about when they talk about white people food being bland. That's this movie. It would have been mm-hmm. a little dash of paprika. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I actually think that the, the, the intern guy, the, the new guy, that, that was a funny bit too. Like that whole beginning part when it's like, no, I don't like, I don't like newbies. I don't like rookies or whatever that was a good bit in the whole, like, don't look at his eyes. His eyes are sad. Like, I think, you know, and they could have played into that. Like when he, you know, revealed who he was like noticing that, you know, Oh, the sad eyes, I know who you are. Like they could have done stuff with that to make it better. Oh, that could have been why he had a mask. Yeah. Because of the eyes and everything like that. Yeah. So he makes this big intimidating mask with these evil eyes because he talked about yeah. his eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm or something. That there's idea just there's things they could have done with that. Yeah, yeah. You could have you just could have built and added so many levels with that that would have made infinitely more sense than what we got. Yeah, and then with us just being kind of so wrapped up already with the multiverse stuff and Disney and all of that kind of stuff. You know, when they're talking about, oh, we'll go back to that time together and reset everything and all of that stuff. 
you couldn't help, you know, I, I mean, maybe the kids, well, a, a lot of parents I, uh, from the parent reception I've been hearing, a lot of kids were just confused. And then they found it hard to explain to their kids yeah, what see that. old Buzz was talking about or how everything was going to be fixed. And then compounded on top of that, time travel is just such a hard thing to explain anyway. And we're so like caught up in multiverses and multiple universes and stuff like that. You couldn't help but sit there going, okay, but if they both travel here and prevent this, then how are they both existing? You know, and then if they fight each other, like if he, if young Buzz kills old Buzz, what happens there? Are we in another timeline? You know, you just couldn't, regardless of what the answer is, you couldn't help but just conjure up questions like that. Like, well, how does everything Buzz is very fix? hard to explain. Yeah. How does everything fix by you going back in time and stopping that moment? But also, how did he get forward enough in time to go back in time to that moment? Yeah. Yeah. That's the part I don't get. What version of Buzz went so forward in time that he was able to go back in time to that moment, but not back enough in time to stop the other moment? Yeah. Why did he go there and not just, yeah, yeah just, go, back to the just beginning. go further back before any of it? Because the way you set up Featherhampton being the bad guy is like one of the times he goes back, like say the first time he goes back, Featherhampton's actually like a productive member. You know what I mean? Like he's a, like, he's no longer a rookie. He's actually just, you know, a guy working. Buzz can say something to him about it. And the next time he goes back, they can be like, where's Featherhampton? And everybody's like, we don't know. We think plants got him. He just disappeared. And then whenever he goes back, like, you know, at that point, it's not that Featherhampton went back in time. It's just, he was like, fuck all this. And he went off and he made the Zerg suit and was making robots. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, you could even do the explanation of like, well, you know, Featherhampton was developing our robots, but you know, we decided to change to this model, like, or to, to like go this route instead, kind of like what they did with buzz with the whole, we're not going to be doing space Rangers no more. We're going to do the laser shield, something like that. And then just all of a sudden he left and then no, he was just off being a robots guy. And then he came back while buzz was gone and took yeah. it over trying to like wait for buzz to get back so he could fix it. So he could fit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I just noticed that bill Hader was feathering Hampton. That's a waste of bill Hader too. <laughs> That's also a waste. Of, they loved wasting fucking voice talent in this movie. That's for damn right? sure. <laughs> but Dude, think about this. You could have had that being Zerg then. Yeah. Man. Not that yeah. I have anything against what Brolin brought to it. The father Brolin, not the, the Thanos Brolin. Thanos Brolin's dad. James. Yeah, James Brolin. Yeah. What's, wait, what's... Oh, Josh Brolin. Yeah, James Brolin. Um, You know, he was, he was fine as Zerg and everything. He was fine as the older Buzz. It's just you could have added a little bit more to it because of that. You know, yeah, because he still could have been he still could have been older 
Featherhampton just because he would have been an old man. Everyone else had gotten older. You know what I mean? He would have been yeah. an old man too. And he could have been like, I just, that had so much more depth to it. Yeah. And it's way less confusing confusion. Cause if I had kids and I took them to that movie and they're like, well, how did old buzz come back? I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And if yeah. I can't explain it to it, how can a kid, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, there were so many parents that expressed that I couldn't really explain to my kid. It was hard to explain to them what actually happened. And I get that. And I was actually, and just, I get that. I was, I honestly thought that I just zoned out for a little bit and missed a line that explained how the fuck buzz got back in time. But I'm, I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one that did not understand that then. So I didn't bring it up as like, honestly, I just thought that that was a me problem. I thought I stopped paying attention a little bit. It was like, Oh, they probably explained how old buzz got back. But then based on what you guys are saying, I'm like, Oh yes, they didn't more problems. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can ascertain is just that he said he found out, Oh, I was going forward. So that means I can go back. And I yeah. know he needed that crystal to go back. The perfect yeah. crystal thing to, I guess, go all the way back. But you're right. He just said, I figured out how to go back. And he was just there. He didn't say then you just how keep going back. or that he <laughs> used a certain amount or he figured out. He just said, I figured out if I could go forward, then that means I could go back. And that was really, that was literally what all that was said. And then I need that crystal <laughs> compound to be able to go all the, we can go all the way back with this now. That was it. It's funny because he he did the opposite of what villains normally do when they have to like reveal to you everything about their plan and their whole thing. He did the opposite of that. And in this movie, we kind of needed him to reveal <laughs> what he was doing. I needed, yeah, I needed like five more minutes of venom, uh, ven- villain monologue to understand his plan. Right. He didn't say yeah. it all. And then another thing that's just kind of weird. And I mean, maybe this is just me, but the way that Buzz was in this movie, it was just kind of hard to believe that he would make this jump to like this big Zorg, like warlord, you know, step, step on my cat the moment, you know, step on my version of socks. The moment he, you know, did a little thing wrong. I mean, without hesitation, he just crushed that cat. And it was like, dang. I mean, I guess y'all's relationship wasn't the same, even though technically y'all's relationship would have been longer. Yeah. Given how much older he was. Like, I don't don't know. I, I found all that just... It was a bit hard yeah, to believe. Right. I get that that buzz was obsessed. This was a buzz that never got over that obsession with the mission. But still, I don't know if it would have made him evil. But I, also, I don't know. Did Buzz become a robots expert in the future, too? And a <laughs> teleportation expert? That's true, huh? Who developed he, all the technology that he uses? Yeah. Right. How did he, yeah. How did he get so technically savvy? They didn't really explain that either. 
And if socks exist, obviously in both timelines, whatever you want to call it, well, socks was the one that was able to figure out the chemical compound. What stopped that socks from not figuring it out? Well, see, that's one thing. I, that's the one flaw of the socks character is in this movie. It's a robot. You would think it would remember things, but it developed the formula. But the only copy of the formula was on the computer that got destroyed. But the robot cat couldn't remember it. Yeah. Yeah. That's but the true. robot cat can do video recordings. Like it did of Alicia. Giving that message to right. Buzz. So it could do video recordings. But it couldn't do a little quick snapshot of the formula. Yeah, that's true. A little click. Yeah. Screen capture something. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't buy that. So that was just a- another weird thing, too. So, yeah, man, th- there were just issues with that. And even though, yes, it was a plot twist, I'm not going to say I saw it coming or anything like that. But normally, I, I think Heather might have mentioned this, but normally when you get to that twist in a Pixar movie, well, a good one, the best ones, that really means something. Like it really takes you like that moment and that realization that the character makes is usually so incredibly strong. It's like, oh man, you know, what a realization. And you're right there. Um with the mindset of the character and you understand why they're changing and everything like that. It it just wasn't that strong, man. Like overall, it just, when you get to, when you get there, even though buzz makes that realization, Oh no, you know, it just wasn't quite what it needed to be. It it was just like, there was something that there was something missing from it. Maybe because he had just got through. Maybe it was also just sort of how they did it as far as just the storytelling of the movie. Like he had kind of had that fallen out with the crew and you didn't get the sense that they were forming. Yes, they were forming a better bond because they were together. But I guess I didn't get the sense that that young Buzz had saw them as that significant yet. I guess, or that he cared about them in that way. I mean, so maybe when it got to that point and he's realizing these people don't exist anymore, maybe he needed to have some stronger moments with them to justify him going, oh no, these people are important to me. I don't know. I feel like maybe something was missing from that too. Or there weren't a strong enough scenes to justify him going, oh, I care about these people in that moment when he's concocting the plan with old Buzz. I just don't think it was yeah. as strong as it needed to be. And think about this. I want, to th- I want to pitch an idea to you guys. What if they just took the cast of this movie and made it live action and made it like a 95 sci-fi movie? Just live action, Chris Evans is Buzz. You know, we can keep everybody the same. It would be way more compelling. Yeah. 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 Just make it fucking, like, like I said, you make it real world and throw in some fucking 
old ass special effects. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It and would that, seem more true been... to the movie that made the toys anyway, if you did it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and maybe if you had done it that way, movie. you you could have also showcased the planet that they were living on or that they were developing and inhabiting a little bit more. We had no connection to that planet. That's so true. we were kind of in the same boat as Buzz. Like it felt insignificant because we had no connections to it. So that's another thing that the character, another lesson, I guess, that the character had to arrive to, too, is that, you know, this planet is significant over here, you know, so maybe I don't need to accomplish this mission because, you know, we've, we've got these lives in this planet over here. I don't know. I didn't, we didn't have a connection to any of that. So I just think that hurt his resolve too. see, like it just, Man, it just wasn't what it needed to be. Also, man. this but I'm, movie, I'm going to digress here, but I think this you guys movie, this point. This movie was so weird with the technology too, because they were able to build a full fucking city and robots and crystal fusion fucking places and spaceships and all this shit. But they never figured out the fucking bug problem until like 40, 50 years later. Laser <laughs> shield. Like it took them that long to think of laser shield. Also, right. Why didn't any of Buzz and his crew just go fucking try to destroy the robots that were outside of the fucking thing shooting it? Like, why was that never a part of their plan? They could have just gone and shot those robots. They're like, yeah, nope, it didn't we have seem to like it this. was very many of them. Yeah. And it wasn't like they were that hard to destroy. They were destroying a lot of them. Just go destroy some. Like, I don't know. Just a lot of these things, it just. As polished as the movie was, narratively, it wasn't. It was a super unpolished narrative, narratively speaking. Yeah. Yeah. You just chip away at it and you find, you just find a lot of stuff that just was like, eh, you know, it just wasn't as ironed out. And, and again, like we said, you know, Pixar is better than this, man. Like, you just question the effort that was given. Was all the effort given to the graphics and this expensive look we had and hardly any of that effort given to like what it was narratively? Because normally the narratives are stronger than this, you know? So, yeah. Like I said, Justin, this, this company made the Cars trilogy. So <laughs> it's not completely out of left field. They've already done it. Yeah. Anyway, you guys got any more thoughts about this movie? No. Nah. All right. On that note, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. Check us out on the internet, www.cinemaslayers.com. Face, uh, Facebook, we're Cinema uh, Slayers podcast. Twitter and Instagram, we're Cinema underscore Slayers. Uh, TikTok, we're Cinema Slayers pod. There's another thing I'm missing. Uh, YouTube, search for Cinema Slayers podcast. Uh, give us a like, subscribe, click the bell. That's what people say at the end of YouTube videos. Tell your family or uh, give us a five-star rating review. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, shout out to Plug Migo and Mundo Ochoa for our theme song and logos respectively. Uh, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your friends, family, tell your family's friends. And most of all, tell their dear, dear sweet mothers because they love Chris Evans. Ah, see, she was ready this time. Mothers <laughs> do love Chris Evans. I get it. 
Um, and just remember, <laughs> as I was in the podcast and the TikToks and the YouTube videos, just remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight is the best picture winner. You know what? I would throw this out there. Um, Somebody else. If you were one of those people arguing and complaining that you didn't want to see this movie right. because it has two women kissing. Cinema Slayers. You are a hypocrite. And you suck. Sir and ma'am. Because <laughs> how many other countless Disney movies are heterosexual couples kissing? How many movies have we had where grown men princes are kissing 14-year-old and 15-year-old girls? Like, all of that yeah, kissing is okay, true. but these two grown women kissing is not. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. It's at least consensual in this movie. How many Disney kisses do we get that aren't? Yeah. And it was literally a peck. Like, with the, the fuss that was made about it, I expected something different. And it, it wasn't. It was just like a quick peck, you know? Yeah. Yeah, fuck all that bullshit. Just, <laughs> just get over it. It's fucking 2022. Fucking catch yeah. up. Just catch the Come fuck on, up, guys. That Come actually on. was one of the interviews I did see that um, Chris Evans did, you know, saying like, talking about how it was banned, you know, in the 14 countries. And he's like, well, let's just be honest. Uh, some of those people are just idiots. So you just got to ignore them. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I respect you. I respect you for that. Especially then when they sit there and like, I'm not an idiot just because I just, you, you are. <laughs> you just like, are. <laughs> you are. Quit yeah. trying to 